Well, we're going to continue our study on marriage. But we're going to do something that um, I do not think is given enough emphasis in most teaching. We're going to continue to look at our own conformity to Christ. Every problem in my marriage has to do with my lack of conformity to Jesus Christ. Now I want you to see two things. First of all, my wife is not perfect. No one is. But notice what I said. Every problem in my marriage has to do with my lack of conformity to Christ. You see, it doesn't matter how my wife responds. It doesn't matter what she does. My responsibility is to live like Christ. So even if she was acting terribly, I cannot use her actions as an excuse for my own sin. And you see, that's one of the greatest problems in marriage. We act like little children. When I ask a husband, why are you doing this? He points to his wife. She did this to me. And that's why I act this way. That's like a little baby. Or the wife says, I'm very angry and bitter. And I complain all the time because my husband does this. Do you see how wrong that is? You have no right to do that. So Jesus is hanging on the cross. He comes down from the cross. He gets a machine gun. He kills all the soldiers. Why did you do that? Well, they did that to me. Jesus always acted like Jesus. The sin of those around him did not cause him to sin. If someone was angry with him, he still responded in a godly manner. If someone acted like a fool, he responded in a godly manner. And to do anything otherwise is to act like a little baby. And I find this to be one of the biggest problems in marriage. 
Why are you so bitter and complaining as a woman? Well, because of my husband. Or I ask the husband, why are you so neglectful of your wife? Well, she's so bitter and angry. I cannot use the excuse of someone else's sin. It doesn't matter how someone treats me, I'm to continue acting like Jesus. And when I am wrong, I cannot blame someone else. I have to blame me. And that's why when I'm looking at my marriage, I always see it as the problem here is me. If, if I'm acting in a way that contradicts scripture, I can't blame my wife. And if my wife is acting in a way that contradicts scripture, she can't point to me and say it's my fault. Now, the second thing I want to say is that whenever we talk about marriage, people think, well, if I could only learn those principles in the Bible, then I would have a good marriage. Or if I go to this special marriage seminar, it's going to fix my marriage. Well, there are very important things to learn from the scriptures. But learning those things are not necessarily going to fix your marriage. What is the core problem in our marriage? I need to be more like Jesus. My wife needs to be more like Jesus. As I explained last night, I need to stop thinking that I'm the center of the universe. She needs to stop thinking that she's the center of the universe. I need to stop being so self-centered and selfish and disappointed when things don't go my way. I need to be a servant who lives for the glory of God and lives for the benefit of my family. If I did that, I would have a good marriage even if I didn't know anything about marriage. That's the case in every situation. Why do men in the ministry fall into sin? 
Is it because they lack knowledge? Or is it because they lack conformity to Christ? Why does a man lie? Is it because he doesn't know that lying is sin? No, it's because he lacks character. So the problem in our marriage always has to do with character. Well, someone could then say, well, what about the devil? When the devil's working, the devil was working against Christ, wasn't he? But was he able to make Christ sin? No. Why? Because of his character. Because of his integrity, his purity. There are things that we must learn. But above all that, we must change. Now, I want to talk about a biblical man and a biblical woman. What are some of the characteristics of their life? How can you grow as a man? How can you grow as a woman? To be more like Christ? Let me give you an example. Let's say I have the wheel of a bicycle. A circle. And in the middle is the axis. And coming out from the middle are those wire spokes. Do you notice that the spokes, the spokes never touch one another? Do you see that? They never touch one another. But the closer the spokes get to the center of the wheel, the closer they get to each other. My goal should not be to make my wife like me. And my wife should not seek to conform me to her image. We should both seek to become more and more like Jesus. And as, as we become more like Jesus, we will become more like each other. And there will be unity. Now, I want to look at some things about a biblical man and a biblical woman. First of all, your primary goal should not be to have a good marriage. That shouldn't be your primary goal. If that's your greatest desire, that's idolatry. Your greatest desire should be to please God. 
I've actually heard preachers preach this in a wrong way. 真的，我听到一些传道人就那么讲过。They go. 他们说。Do you have a bad marriage? Do you want a good marriage? Then come to Jesus and He'll fix your marriage. So you're not coming to Jesus for Jesus' sake. It's not that you really want Jesus. You just want Jesus so He'll fix what you really want. You want to get Jesus so that He can fix your problems. Someone says, "Come to Jesus; He'll make you wealthy." Someone says, "Come to Jesus; He'll make you wealthy." Come to Jesus; He'll give you a better life. Come to Jesus; He'll give you a better life. Come to Jesus; He'll give you a better life. Come to Jesus; He'll give you a better life. Come to Jesus; He'll give you a better life. Come to Jesus; He'll give you a That's like if you're going to marry a man. And ladies, he asks you, why, why are you marrying me? Is it because you love me? Is it because you like me? And you say, oh no. I've always wanted a big house, and you have a big house. Do you see how wrong that is? That's the same way with coming to Christ so that He'll give you something else. So first of all, we should we should desire to have a good marriage because it pleases Christ. 首先，我们为了要要有好的婚姻的原因是要讨基督的喜悦。Because it honors Him. 因为使他得荣耀。Secondly, our great goal should be this. 我们最大的目标应该是 to be conformed to the image of Christ. 是效法耶稣基督的模样。That's our great goal. 这是我们最大的目标。Let's go to the book of Romans, chapter eight. 罗马书第八章。And I want you to look at verse twenty-eight. 你看看二十八节。That's good. I hear Bible pages turning. 很好，我听到有人在翻圣经啊。Romans eight twenty-eight. 罗马书八章二十八节。And we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. We know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. Now, God causes all things to work together for good. What does that mean? I mean, because. I've gone through some pretty bad things I would never want to go through again. What is the good that God is working toward? It's found in verse 29. For those whom He foreknew, He also predestined to become conformed to the image of His Son, so that He would be the firstborn among many brethren. What is the great good that God is always working in your life? To conform you to the image of Christ. Everything in our life is designed to make us like Jesus. Everything. 
每一件事没有例外。God knows exactly what you need as an individual to be conformed to the image of Christ. 神知道你身为一个个体，你需要的是什么事情，使你更加效法基督的模样。Have you seen these、uh, things on television where you call in and they help you find a date? Oh, you ever 看到那个电视上，你你打电话，他帮你找一个好的对象，理想的伴侣。And you fill out a paper that describes how you are. 你打电话，你你形容自己，你你然后填表，你你是什么样的人。So that they find a person that is exactly like you. 好，叫他们可以为你找一个。一个配偶跟你也是相似的兴趣等等。And if you find someone that's exactly like you, then everything will be wonderful. 如果你找到一个跟你能够相对对应的人呢，一切都会美满幸福啦。None of that is biblical. 不，那些都不合乎圣经。It's not. 那些违背圣经的。It's creating something very, very false. 那是在创造一个完全虚假的一个一个东西。God oftentimes puts two people together in marriage, two people that are very, very different. 往往神会把两个完全相反的两个人放在一块在婚姻里。And their differences cause conflict. 他们的不同当然会造成一些矛盾啊，冲突。God does that on purpose. 但神是故意这样做的。Why? 为什么？ So that you would learn to be like Christ. 好叫你能够效法基督的模样。If you were married to a woman who met all your conditions, 如果你娶了一个完全合乎你条件的女人 ，then you would never learn unconditional love. 你就永远学不到无条件的爱了。You could be a very bad person. 你你可能是一个很坏的人 ，and yet look like a really good husband. 但看起来像一个好丈夫。But you treat your wife very, very kindly. 等等，你对你妻子也非常的温柔和爱可亲，等等。Only because she is, she's everything you want, and she does everything you want. 因为她合乎你的条件，她做的事情也都也都满足了你的欲望。God puts people together that are oftentimes very different. 所以神往往把完全不同的人放在一块儿，在婚姻里。What's the purpose? 目的何在 ？That we learn. To love unconditionally, 好叫我们能够无条件的爱对方。We learn to love those who fail us, 好叫我们可以爱那些对不起我们的人。To show mercy to those who sin against us, 好叫我们怜悯那些做做错事的人。To trust God with our lives, 好叫我们能够把生命交托给神。Now some of you may be saying, 也许有有我们当中有人会说。I don't want that. I'd rather have a perfect wife. 我才不要那个了。我我情愿有一个美满的婚姻，美满的生活。Or I'd rather have a perfect husband. 或或者我要一个完美的丈夫或完美的妻子。But you see, there's our problem. 这我们问题就出在这儿。To be like Jesus, we must pass through trials and difficulties. 我们要像耶稣的话，我们必须经历许多的困难，许多的考验。Most of us would just rather have an easy life. 我们大多数人啊，宁可就是平平安安、一帆风顺过一辈子。We would be willing to sacrifice transformation if only our life could be really good and easy. 只要我们生活平平安安、能够安逸的过，我们我们宁可牺牲效法基督，像他一样。So the real question comes down to this. 所以真正的问题是。
Do you want what God wants? 你是否愿意神的旨意行在你身上呢 ？Do you think like God? 你愿意跟照着神的思想而思想吗 ？Do you define good the same way God does? 你是否定义美好跟神的定义是一样吗 ？God defines good this way. 神对美好的定义是。You becoming more and more like his son. 就是你越来越效法他儿子的模样。Even if it means suffering and trials. 就算你要受苦受难，这次要。Maybe your definition of good is this. 也许你对美好的定义是。An easy, comfortable life where your flesh gets everything it wants. 只要你的心满意足，你的肉体得到安逸就好了。What should, what should be your primary goal in marriage? 你在婚姻中的主要的目标应该是什么 ？Or better said, what should you be working at? 你应该朝着哪个方向努力 ？Changing your husband? 改变改变你老公 ？Changing your wife? 改变你老婆 ？Or changing you? 或者改变自己呢？ Trying to conform your husband to you or your wife to you. 是叫叫你的丈夫越来越像你，照着你的意思，照是叫你的妻子越来越照你的意思呢？ Are actually working to be conformed to Christ. 还是一起努力要效法基督，越来越像他呢？ That's the goal. 这才是目标。Now, 好。If you say Amen, 如果你说阿门的话， That's good, but but, but that doesn't mean a lot. 但这也不。Here's the question. What are you doing? What are you doing to become conformed to the image of Christ? Are you working at it? Most people don't work at it at all. I want you to go to First Timothy chapter four. 看看提摩太前书第四章。Going to read verse seven and eight. 读七到八节。But have nothing to do with worldly fables, fit only for old women. On the other hand, discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness. For bodily discipline is only of little profit, but godliness is profitable for all things, since it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. 我一起来读。只是要弃绝那世俗的言语和老妇荒谬的话，在金钱上操练自己，操练身体，益处还少，唯独金钱，凡事都有益处，应有今生和来生的应许。Now, first of all, I want you to realize that in the church today there are a lot of worldly fables. 首先，我要你明白啊，在今天的教会里头，有许多的世俗的言语和老妇的荒谬的话。And there's a lot of worldly fables with regard to marriage. 尤其是关乎婚姻的世俗的言语、世俗的教导。Teaching people. Little tricks in order to make their marriage better. Today, church, we teach some, uh, this method, that method, how to make your marriage better. Teaching people how to manipulate their spouse to get what they want. Teaching people how to manipulate their spouse to get what they want. 
teaching opinions of men and psychology on how to make marriage work. 教导是一些心理学跟人的想法、人的意见，好教你的婚姻能够幸福美满。If I gave a, a conference like that on marriage, we'd fill up an auditorium here in Toronto. 如果我在多伦多开一个这样子的婚姻大会啊，肯定是人山人海，座无虚席。Five ways to make your marriage better. 如何五个方法使你的婚姻更加美满。Or five ways to get everything you want out of your marriage. 啊，五个方法使你在婚姻中啊心想事成，如愿以偿。We like those kind of things. 我们喜欢这样子技巧那些方法。Why? 为什么 ？Because they're really all about us. 因为这一切都是 ，sorry， 以自我为中心。And also, they require no discipline on our part. 而且我们自己不需要操练，不需要做什么事儿。They require no work. 不需要下功夫付代价。We're always looking for an easy way. 我们总是找一个容易的方法。And sometimes we go to Teachings of men and psychology to find an easy way. 有时候我们在呃心理学里头找一些人的技巧来满足自己。Oftentimes we go to these charismatic prosperity preachers to find an easy way. 我们去找那些的灵恩派的五旬节派的那些成功神学家给我们给我们答案。We take our wife to them. 我们把我们的妻子带到他们那儿去。We say, cast out demons out of her. 呃，把她身上的鬼给赶出去。Just wave your hand over her, and then she'll be good. You 在她头上摇摇手，她就没问题了，鬼就走了。Or maybe put power on her and knock her to the floor. 或者给她能力，把她把她。Then when she gets up, she'll be a different woman. 当她从地上爬起来，她成了一个不同的女人啦，焕然一新了。We want someone to just do something really quick so that our marriage and our lives will be fixed. 你知道，我们要有些人做一些很快的捷径，快的方法。叫叫我们的婚姻立刻问题解决美满幸福。But that's not the way God works. 但神不是这样子动工的。It's really not. 不是的。Look what He says here. 你看他说什么 ？Instead of giving yourselves to worldly fables. 他说，与其要那些世俗的言语、老妇的话，取而代之的。He says. Discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness. 他说要在金钱上操练自己。Now, if if I had one of those microphones where I could move around, 如果我手上有个麦克风啊，我可以走来走去的话啊 ，I would come down there. 我会下去到你们当中 ，and I would grab each one of you by the shoulders. 我要抓住你们每个人的肩膀 ，and I'd look at you just like this. 我要看着你的眼睛 ，and I'd say now. 我说现在 ，What are you doing? 现在你在干什么？ Tell me how you are disciplining yourself for the purpose of godliness. 告诉我你在如何操练自己，操练金钱。And I would keep looking at you until you gave me an answer. 我会一直盯着你，直到你给我一个诚实的答案。You'd probably say, "Well, um, I, 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 I go to church." 你也许会说，我我我我我是聚会，我我到教堂，我做礼拜。What else? 还还做什么？ Well,、uh, I, I read my Bible. 我读圣经。How much? 你读多少圣经 ？How often? 多多多久一次 ？Well, not as much as I should. 呃、uh, ，我应该多读一点的。No, I'm not going to let you escape. 不，我不让你逃掉。How many times a week? 你一个礼拜读多少次 ？I want to know specifically. 我要知道细节。I want to know how many chapters a day. 我要知道你每天读几章。
I want to know how much you're reading the Bible. 你你读多少圣经？到底读多少 ？Well, I don't really know. 我不知道。How much do you pray? 你祷告吗？你祷告多少 ？Well, um, uh, not as much as I should. 我我应该多祷告。How much? 祷告多少？花多少时间 ？How involved are you? With other believers, not to gossip, but to talk about the scriptures and grow. You 跟别的信徒多少的交通，不是说闲话，而是一起祷告，一起成长。When was the last time you listened to and received someone else's rebuke? 你你最后一次听到别人对你的责备，对你的劝诫是什么时候 ？Or someone else's correction? 或者别人对你的纠正？ And、you say, well, well, I don't know. 我我我不知道，你说。Right now, the Olympics are going on in Rio de Janeiro. Ask them about their training schedule. Do you think they'll say, "Well, I don't know"? I just run every once in a while when I feel like it. What do you eat? Oh, I don't know pizza. I don't know what I eat. How much do you sleep? Oh, it just depends. You won't find anybody at the Olympics who gives you those kind of answers. In Olympics, participating Their life is a very strict discipline. When some little child in some country, all of a sudden they realize he has a gift. 当在一个国家里头，在有人发现这个孩子是有这样的恩赐跟能力的时候。For example, he's a, a gymnast. 他是一个体操运动员。What happens to that child? 那个孩子会在身上发生什么事 ？At that moment, everything changes. 从此，他整个生命改变。He's no longer like the other children. 他就不再像别的孩子一样的生活。He gets up very early in the morning while they're sleeping. 别的孩子在睡觉的时候，他就要起床。And he's already working out before they even get out of bed. 那些孩子还没起床，他就已经开始锻炼了。They eat anything they want. 其他孩子可以吃吃所欲欲吃。He has an extremely strict diet. 他有一个非常严谨的食谱。After school, they all go play with their friends. 放学之后，别的孩子出去玩了。He goes back to the gym again. They stay up late at night and watch TV. He goes to bed for his body to recuperate. Why does he do that? He is training to win the gold. Why do they live that way? They're not seeking to do anything. We are all in a race. There is a prize at the end of it. What are you doing? How are you training yourself? In order that you might be more conformed to the image of Christ. 你如何操练自己，好叫你更加效法基督的模样呢？
So many people never even open a Bible unless they go to church on Sunday. 很多人除了礼拜天，做礼拜打开圣经，平常从来不打开圣经看。And then most of them now don't even bring a Bible to church. 大多数人现在都没带圣经来教会。They expect the preacher to put it up on the screen. 他们要传道人把那个投影投在幻灯机上，幻灯的影影影像上。Do you not realize that you will stand before the judgment throne of Christ? 你不知道吗？你有一天要站在基督的审判台前呢。Do you not realize that you're expected to train yourself for the purpose of godliness? Now look at verse 8. For bodily discipline is only of little profit. Paul lived at a time where athletes were greatly honored. And men trained all day just to be great athletes. And he says it has a little profit. It does benefit. Even a minister of Christ should take care of himself. He should eat right. He should exercise. So that his body is strong enough to work very hard. 好叫他的身体能够呃强壮，保持健康，能够努力。But it doesn't matter how big and strong and healthy that you are. 不，但不管你怎如何的健康强壮也好。You're going to get old and weak and die. 你迟早你都要衰老，还要死掉。So it's not permanent. 所以这这个这个益处不是永远。The great athletes this year at the Olympics in in 25 years they'll be old men and women. 今天在奥林匹克参加比赛的这些运动员过二十五年后就会变成老太太跟老老头子要死掉的。So their training has little value for little time. 所以他们的操练有有益处还少，而且时间也有限。But training in godliness. 但是操练敬虔。It has value for eternity. 有有永恒的价值。Do you realize what you do here on this earth affects how you will be in eternity? Do you realize that? 你知道吗？你你世上你所做的事情会影响你在永恒里的归宿和荣耀。Let that sink in your brain. 你真是要刻骨铭心啊！ You will tell your children study hard in grade school and high school. 你会教你孩子在在学校里头，在高中，在在小学好好读书。You will get mad if they don't graduate at the top of their class. 如果他们不考第一名，不名列前茅，你就不高兴。They're under all kinds of pressure to succeed. 他们在很大的压力下，他们必须要成功要。You want them to go to college. 你要他们上大学。And make good grades. 要要要考成绩优秀。Why? 为什么 ？So that they'll have money. 好叫他们能够赚大钱。But their money cannot save them from death. 但是他们的钱财不能够救他们脱离死亡。How rich they are is not going to determine their position in eternity. 他们在世上多么富足，跟永恒里头的地位毫不相干。Would you rather have them approved before men here on earth, or approved before God? You, 你是要你的孩子们在人面前得到承认，还是在神面前得到悦纳呢 ？Some of you need to change your heart. 你们当中有些人，你的心要改变。
Success to you is having a rich child who studied well in the university. That is disgusting. It's unbiblical. And it's sinful. Now there's nothing wrong with a child going to the university. And there's nothing wrong with them being successful. But if that's your goal as a parent, I don't even know if you're a Christian. Because your heart is wicked and full of idolatry. And yet that's what we see in so many Chinese churches. It's all about money. You're wrong. And you, someone needs to tell you you're wrong. It's an abomination before God. What does God desire? Godliness. Christlikeness. Service to God. I would rather have my children, all of them, to be poor beggars on the street who loved Christ. Then to have them be successful people in this world. Who are half-hearted for Christ. When my son was 14, he was he's this tall. He's strong. He's smart. He's a good fighter. None of that matters. None of it. What matters? That he loves the Lord as God with all his heart, soul, mind, and strength. That he'll be willing to throw away everything. Fame, education, everything. If necessary to follow Christ. And that's got to be our attitude as husbands and wives. Our great goal should not be to have a bigger house. Or to have a fancy car. But to be godly people. Conform to the image of Christ. That's what's important. You've seen some of these rich people, haven't you? Their families are a disaster. Maybe even some of you, your families are a disaster. Money won't fix it. Godliness will. So discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness because it's profitable for all things.
If you grow in godliness, 如果你在敬虔中长进的话 ，it influences every other aspect of your life. 这会影响你生活上的方方面面。A truly godly man will be a good husband. 一个真正敬虔人也会成为一个好丈夫。He'll also be a good business partner. 他也会成为一个好的生意的伙伴。He'll also be a good brother in Christ. 他也会是一个基督里的好弟兄。He'll be a good father. 他是一个好爸爸。A good son. 一个好儿。A good student. 好学生。Godliness should be our goal. So, 敬虔应该是我们的终极目标 And he says it holds promise for this life and also for the life to come. 他说敬虔在今生和来生都有应许，都有益处 Let's look at ministers for a moment. 我我们看一看啊，传道人啊，看一看 What's the sign that someone is a Man of God, 怎么知道一个人是真正属神的一个敬畏神的人？有哪一些特征 ？I'll tell you what most people think. 我我告诉你，大多数人是怎么看的 ？And they're wrong. 他们的想法不对。They have a big ministry. 啊，他们的想法是，如果这些人有很大的服饰，很多人跟随他们。They have big church. 有很大的教会。They have a lot of people under them. 啊，有他们手下有很多的很多的人。They have great authority. 有很大的权柄。No, 不对，这些都不对。That means nothing. 那一切在神面前毫无意义。It means nothing. 没有价值。The devil has all those things. 魔鬼撒旦也有那些。What's the sign of a man of God? 啊，到底一个属神的人的特质是什么呢 ？It's godly. 是敬虔。Submits to the word. 他顺服神的话。Has a life of prayer. 他一生祷告。He's a servant to even the lowliest person in the church. He 愿意服侍教会里头小子里头最小的一个 He doesn't look like a king. 他看起来不像一个老板一个大王 But a servant. 他是一个仆人 Godliness. 敬虔呐 Godliness. 敬虔呐 You're going to have people stand before God on the day of judgment, and everything they've done is burned. 有些人在审判的日子，他们站在神面前，他所做的一切都像草木和秸，烧为灰烬。It's all been a lie. 全部，全部都没。But the one thing that will remain is Christ-likeness. 但只有一件事情能够耐火，能够存留，就是像基督的模样。That to the people around you. You demonstrated love. You 向他们彰显了神的爱。Joy, 喜乐 ，peace 和平 ，patience 忍耐 ，kindness 恩慈 ，goodness 良善 ，faithfulness 信实 ，gentleness 温柔 ，self-control 节制。That he would be greatest among you will be the slave of all. 你们当中最大的要做众人的仆人。Do you see how twisted we are, even in the church? You 看到我们的观念是何等的扭曲，甚至在教会里头都扭曲了。You look at big preachers who have big authority. 你看那些大传道人，很大的权柄。They act like kings. 哇，他们像霸王一样的生活，叫霸。That means nothing. 在神眼里，一文不值。You're going to stand before God. 有一天你要站在神的面前。Please hear me. 真的。啊、You're going to stand before him. 
你我都要站在神的审判台前。I know that you have trusted in Christ. 我知道你已经信靠基督了。And that is what makes us accepted. 所以我们在神面前才可以得悦纳。And yet at the same time we cannot deny the scriptures. 但同时我们不能够否认圣经。That what we do here. 我们在世上的所作所为。Determines something of what goes on in eternity. 会决定永恒里的一些事儿。So please, 所以请你注意。Change the direction of your life. 你你真的要悔改，改变生命的大方向。Don't buy into this materialism. 不要被世界的这物质主义所吸引了。And these carnal ideas. 所迷惑了，这世上这些肉体的欲望迷惑了。Begin to seek to grow in godliness. You have to start to seek to grow in godliness. For this life and the life to come. Because there is a resurrection and a life to come. Now let's look at one more text. Let's go to 1 Corinthians. We've already touched on this a bit. Chapter 9. Verse 24 through 27. Verse 24. Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but only one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may win. 九章二十四节，岂不知在场上赛跑的都跑，但得奖赏只有一个人。你们也当这样跑，好叫你们得着奖赏。It's it's 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 a mystery of how we keep this in a balance. We are completely accepted in Christ. And we're not saved by our works. And our position is not determined by our works. And yet at the same time we have passages like this. They say don't be lazy with regard to eternity. Don't be unprepared. All of us are running. But one receives the prize. Run in such a way that you may win. What will happen if on the day of judgment? Your son, your daughter looks at you and says, Every day of my life, you were telling me to study, to make good grades, to be number one in school. And when I didn't, you showed your disappointment. When I went to the university, you told me to study and study and study. You told me to get the best job. You told me to work and work and work. And I did just what you told me. And everything you told me was wrong. And for all of eternity, it will affect me. Some of you will hear that. Because that's exactly what you've done.
So repent now before you die. So Again, Christians should seek to do the best that they can here on earth. And we should be diligent in our studies or whatever God has called us to. But how can we put so much emphasis on this? And care not anything for their soul. Teach them to run. But that they may win eternity. Verse 25. Everyone who competes in the games exercises self-control in all things. They then do it to receive an imperishable wreath, but we are a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable. Look at this. Listen to what Paul's saying. Paul talks about self-control in his Christian life. Mainly it's this. I'm not going to waste time. I'm not going to waste time on things that have no eternal value. He says, look at these athletes. They train all their life. To get a gold medal that's not even gold. And yet Christians don't train at all. To win imperishable rewards. He says, go. Give yourself to this. Be diligent. And in verse 26, he says, Therefore I run in such a way as not without aim. I box in such a way as not beating the air. When I was younger in high school, I ran cross country. It's a very long distance race. And I wasn't very good at it. Just average. But I worked hard. I can see someone running down the street now. And sometimes I'll tell my sons, that guy's a runner. He knows what he's doing. Or I see someone else running. And go, that guy doesn't know what he's doing. And my son says, how do you know? I said, look at the movement of his body. He's moving side to side. He's wasting energy. His hips are not involved in the run as much as they should be. He's using his smaller muscles to run and not his larger muscles. His head's not being held right. He's wasting energy. So it's not just running hard. It's running smart. It's not just saying, oh, I'm just going to start studying my Bible. It's having a plan. 
One of the best plans you can have is this. That you're going to read through the entire Bible once a year. That you're going to memorize some scripture. Especially scriptures that are most necessary for you at that moment. That you're going to dedicate yourself to actually listening when the preacher is preaching. Even take a few important notes and go back and think about it when you get home. That when you meet with other Christians, it'll be purposeful. You won't talk about the weather or sports, but talk about Christ and going in godliness. And Paul says also, I box in such a way not as beating the air. You see someone coming at you throwing all kinds of crazy punches. If you know anything about fighting, all you do is wait. Because when he throws a punch, his body's going to be off balance. He's not thinking about a counter punch. All you have to do is slip his first punch and then you take him out. It's not fighting like a crazy person, it's walking. And disciplining yourself according to the will of God. According to the scriptures. You see, and I think you can see how much this would impact your marriage. And men, you need to take the lead in this. You say you're the leader of the home? Then lead it spiritually by your example. It's not blessed if you hear these things, it's blessed if you do these things. Well, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, thank you for your word. And I pray, dear God, that you would work through it. Lord, not only for the people who hear, but for those of us who speak. That we would be more conformed to the image of Christ. That our marriages would be transformed. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.